Happy Monday. Hello, Tiffany. Hello. How are you doing today, Tiffany? I'm fine. It's a countdown to Christmas. You get all your shopping done? It's a countdown to cold weather. Yes, it is. It's a, <laughs> Yes, it's going to be frigid, they said. But yeah. did you hear the weather report? Uh, according to the weather boys in the last show, they said it's going to be really frigid. Uh, down to like the four degrees, six degrees, but then it's going to come back up to 40 degrees. That's what I heard um, in yeah. the middle of next week. Yes, yes. So whatever snow we're going to see for Christmas might disappear for New Ooh, Year's. Ooh, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, well, I, you know what? I kind of like this, the falling snow. I'd love it if it just snowed and just landed on the lawn, stayed off Absolutely. the streets. You know, and it, it could snow, it could do a couple of feet. That would be I, fine. I wouldn't mind either. Yes, if it didn't hit the sidewalk or the <laughs> Or the, the streets, yeah, right? Nope. Wouldn't that be perfect? I, it would be. All right. So we are get, we're very close to uh, Christmas. We're in the midst of Hanukkah. There are a lot of celebrations going on this time of year. And like uh, we had said in previous shows, this time of year, November, December, we always lean towards what we're grateful for, generosity, charity, etc. So I wanted to talk a little bit about charity, specifically about uh, there's a little bit of a difference between charity and generosity and why it's so important in so many ways and just kind of talk a little bit about the differences in some people. Some people are very charitable. Some people are very generous. They like to give. They understand the feeling, the great feeling they get and give. And other people just don't want to be charitable at all. Okay? There's the uh, there's the Grinches and the Santas, I guess. Do you think they don't want to be charitable or just really, well, I guess you don't yeah. have to necessarily donate money. You could donate time. Yeah, you could donate. I don't think they're they're mean about not no, wanting I, to do well, it. I think I think one of the things is this, is that, you know how we've talked about, cl- we're always climbing mountains in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's always going to be these massive obstacles that I'm calling these mountains. And when you get to the top of one, you get to see so many other mountains that are off in our, our distance, so many things. And then we have to climb down, so it's, it's a little bit easier climbing down, but then you've got more mountains to go up. And I believe that so many people, what they do is they stare at the people above them, okay? And they look at them and they say, I wish I was rich like them. I wish I had what they had. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that can't get past that. They say, well, then why would I give anything away if I'm trying to become that person up there? Why would I help the people climbing behind Mm -hmm. me if I'm trying to get up and catch up to those people ahead of me? It's pretty funny, too, because um, you hear the saying... um, the the richest of people are the stingiest of people. Yeah, I know it's so and that, sad. And then and they it, say that's that's why they're so rich because they don't give. And you know what? There might be some truth there, but I just hope <laughs> you know that's I I hoping it's just the stereotype that's not true. Uh, I would like to believe that you know some of the richest people in the world. I mean, you know, one of our favorite people, Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. There you go. There you go. Is she is extremely wealthy, but she gives away so much money. Uh, and she goes out of her way to help other people, and I think she's just doing it right. That's why she is the epitome of happiness. Yeah. Okay? I mean, if we had a poster child for the show, you know. Uh, it would be Dolly. Ex- well, second to you, Tiffany. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> so, yes, but it would be. Dolly Parton is just one of those kind of people who earned uh, a great deal of fame and fortune, and she uh, still stays connected to her roots, where she came from, and she wants to give that yeah, money away. Because I think and she was people. real poor. I believe so. Like real, real poor. I think so. I think so. Um, so the the problem, what I want to talk, what I was mentioning here, was when you concentrate on all those things that uh, we want more of. When we concentrate on on the people and the things, uh, the people who have more than we do, we tend to feel cheated. Okay. Uh, sometimes well, this is what I'm saying. When we sometimes we look at people that are have more than us, 
we uh, many people look at them and say, well, that's not fair. Why do they have that and I don't have it? Oh, All right. That, that drives me nuts. It's, yeah, it's a terrible attitude to have. But when you feel, when you do that, what happens is you let uh, that desire to have what they have turn into greed. And then that mm. greed turns into anger. And it's very easy uh, for people when you're walking down the street and sometimes, sometimes someone who's well off and they see someone asking for just a little bit of money for, you know, food, whatever, whatever the deal is. It's easy to turn and look at that person with anger to say, no, I'm working really hard. I'm not as good as the people, you know, that I'm, I'm striving to become. Why, why would I help you if I, you know, if I'm getting, I'm getting stolen? No one's giving me anything. Mm-hmm. And they get that attitude. And so that's what stops some people from helping people who need the hand. Okay. Or animals. Or animals. Yes, you're absolutely you're right. Right. And and you know what? A lot of people, I'll, I'll hear arguments about charity, about going, well, you know, there's all these charities for helping animals or there's helping people from other countries and stuff like that. And they go, why don't we help uh, people closer to home? I go, okay, then go help people closer at home. Don't get mad at a group who wants to help someone else. Yeah. You know, it's kind of silly when you think there there's a bunch of people. I want to help these people. I want to help these people, and then you're going to get mad at them because they don't they want to help people different than the people you want to help. There is quite a few people that do that, right? And it's just and then and how do they end it with well, some just not helping anybody? Okay, <laughs> there. Um, and so, what we need to do is just reconnect with the idea of charity. And it was interesting as I was reading up a little bit. Uh, I said, "Wow, it's really interesting how." There's the term generosity and the term uh, uh, charity. And how, you know, are they the, are they synonymous? Are they the same thing? And they're very similar. It is the whole idea of giving. But it seems like generosity means more as more as as to say, I want to give things whether it's the things I want to give. Okay. Is it different than... Um Someone giving money compared to their time? Well, is that the no, same or well, different? Yeah, I could be generous with my money. I could be generous with my time. So it but is the, the diff- same. I yeah, see. it's the difference of what I want to give versus what somebody truly needs. Gotcha. So if I hand someone, uh, you know, if I hand a homeless person a blanket, that is an act of charity because that's something that that person truly needs. If I uh, call a friend of mine and saying, hey, I saw you were mowing the lawn. I'll come over there and, you know, help you out. That's being generous with my time. Okay. Okay. So in other words, that person isn't in dire need of what you're willing to do, but uh, we want, we'll go and help them anyway. The other person, when it's about need, that's, that's when it's connected to a chair, to mm-hmm. charity, to a charity or charity in general. Gotcha. All right. And so I believe more people are generous than charitable because there's more instant gratification when you're generous. If I come to you, and even though you don't need my time, you don't need my help, I come and I help you, I'm just I'm just handing you, you know, giving you a helping hand, you're going to say thank you to me really easy, and we're, maybe we're peers, because you're not in dire need. It's, the, it's tougher for us to help somebody uh, in a charitable way, someone who really, really needs something, because sometimes we get, we're, uh, we get the fear of, oh my gosh, now I help them, now I have to help this person the rest of my life. You know, they're going to keep knocking on my door. They're going to keep calling me, et cetera. Okay. Uh, perfect example is um, I, I give blood and I give platelets, right? And you so, give lots of blood. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> like, but I keep making more, so it works <laughs> out well. Um, and I give platelets, which means I'm on that, on that chair 
for like an hour and a half. Because doesn't it go through the um it takes your blood, then goes through the machine, and it takes the platelets out, and then it puts, and the, it blood, puts the blood, blood back, back in, in your right, body. Right, right, exactly. So it takes a long time. And so what happens is because I give platelets, I am constantly being contacted by them. Hey, come on, you, we really need, there's so many people who need you. They need you, Marty, please come, right? And it's the same thing, which to a point I understand being uh, having an advertising background, why you have to do that to to prompt me into coming in here. But what it also does is a certain point, it kind of like pushes me to go, all right, I, I'll come on my terms. Yeah. Okay, stop pushing it, yeah. pushing me. And then that's when I looked at that and I said, wow, look at this, this generous act that I was feeling good about. I was feeling I was doing something that was uh, very noble and it was an easy way for me to help, an easy way to give back. Suddenly, the way they're coming at me was filling me with a little bit of anger. And yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't getting that angry, but you could just irritated. see. Irritated. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That was the That's the right word. Yeah. And that's too bad because why turn something mm-hmm. so beautiful into something that's going to irritate me? Yeah. So that I go back going, here, I'm back. Well, here's your blood. I brought it in a bucket this time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Get your own platelet. Exactly. Dig, dig through. Here's a, here's a sieve. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so we look at this. And the thing I want us to do is this, is stop for a second. When we see somebody in need, whether it is uh, an animal Okay, whether it is someone on the street, whether it is uh, somebody needing help in school. All right. I mean, it's as simple as that. When somebody is truly needing something. Okay, we talk about we touch on a lot of subjects that are uh, uh, mental illness subjects. And we always say we are not the experts there. We're giving you shortcuts, paths to helping that. But uh, if we do see people in need, we want to help them. We want to uh, push them in those right directions. Mm-hmm. And I want us all to not be afraid and, in fact, uh, honor ourselves in doing that. There is a thing called the helper's high, all right? And when you help people like that, you get this uh, uh, rush of endorphins and oxytocin within your body, and you just feel elated. You feel really good about it, and you want to do more and more, all right? And I'll be honest, since I started the show a little before I started the show, when I started my company, I really focused and I said, I just want to help people as much as I can. All right. I'm not going to say I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes, but I want to help people as much as I can. And it gets easier and easier and more fun the more I do it, the more I truly, truly enjoy doing it. And so I tell people all the time, do it, suck up that energy, enjoy it. Because the whole idea when they say giving is better than receiving, the real secret is because giving gives you back so much more, okay? The joy I get from giving someone a gift is greater, usually greater, than when I receive a gift, okay? Usually. <laughs> yes, usually, because I'm going to say, someone's going to go, well, then, what about when I gave you this? Oh, yeah, I like that. Okay, <laughs> but but would, wouldn't you agree? Don't yeah. are, You seem to be a gift giver type person. Don't you, do you enjoy buying? I'd rather um, give then receive. I get okay. very excited if um, I give someone that I think really likes it. Yes, when you can find it, it, the right, right gift. The perfect gift that's different. Right, then, right. You know, then, oh, okay, I got to get a gift. If you see the right one, then absolutely, it, it, it is good. I had, um, Mark was out of town. This was a few years ago. He was out of town um, snowmobiling. And so I was at the house by myself. And I came home from work, and someone had snowblowed my driveway. Oh. I have no idea who it was. Isn't that wonderful? They never said, never came up to me, never did anything. 
I came home and my whole driveway and sidewalk was all plowed. That is the best. And it wasn't like, oh, look what I did for you. I still, to this day, have no idea who did it. And it was the sweetest thing. I'll tell you, that is the coolest thing. I, I like that is when you do someone a favor, when you do something nice, but walk away, run away, hide before they have the opportunity to say thank you. Yeah. That to me is great because you should do it for your own personal high. You, sh- you should be elated for doing that type of thing. And you're doing it and shows you're doing it for them. You, you know, they must have known Mark right. was out of town. And that's awesome. Yeah, that is, it was, that is it tremendous. Was very, of course, I posted it all over Facebook saying whoever <laughs> right, it was, right. thank yes. you so much. It was so sweet. And please feel free to come to Lake Zurich and do my driveway. That would be awesome, too. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think it's really cool just to be able to go out and do things like that and not expect a thank you. Don't do the things to say it. And to get a Mark thank you. will actually do that too. If he sees someone using a shovel yeah. to the driveway and we have a snow plow, he'll go right over to the neighbors and do the um, the snow blower nice. rather nice. than this person shoveling right, by hand. Right. So. Yeah, I think Ron, the guy before us, was talking about how this is the Widowmaker snow coming. <gasps> Yeah. yeah, a lot of this people is, get heart attacks. I, I mean, seriously, that's, I, yes, not, that's no. not... No, this is because it gets heavy snow, yeah. and that's why, you know, if you're not in shape... Oh, please uh, don't. No, I'm just saying, no, I'm right, saying yeah, oh, please, yeah, please don't. Right, just take your time, and there's nothing to say. you got to finish it all in one shot. Correct. Okay, get a small snowblower. I, I, we had a couple of snowblowers, and I, I gave one of them away to my daughter and son-in-law. Oh, that was okay? nice. And we kept the small electric one. Oh. All right, it's tiny, but you know the 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 reality of it is it here in Chicago we always complain. Oh, we get so much snow. We don't get that much snow, and the snow we get doesn't last that long. Okay, so the small you're going to regret it. No, no, no. We've had this for years. We've had this for over seven years. Mm. Yeah, and it's and sometimes the snow is really thick, and one of us will attack it with the little electric snowblower, the other with a shovel, and. I would rather go layer by layer. You do the snowblower and you give oh, Christy the shovel, vice right? Versa. It's <laughs> all, every once in a while, it depends on who grabs what first. Mm-hmm. But lucky I have Christy who has no problem grabbing. She'll get a gardening spade and shovel all the snow off the driveway. Oh, She's a little dynamo. So anyway, you know what we? You know what I forgot to do again today, uh, oh, Tiffany? What? I forgot to uh, introduce the show. No, you did it. Did I? I think you did. I don't think so. I started out with Hi Tiffany, so we'll we'll just tell these people for those of you who who tuned in at seven and didn't hear what you're listening to. All right, it did start at seven, and we didn't say hi to everyone. Uh, I just said hi to Tiffany, but I want to just say hello again. Hello again. Yes, this is Marty Jelovin. You're listening to Bacon Bits with Master Happiness. And, of course, I'm here with my bestest buddy. Rusty? Oh, no, oh, not Rusty. No? <laughs> oh, how long have you been planning that one? Uh, a couple days. <laughs> really? Yeah. No. All right. Well, <laughs> Rusty's not here, but Rusty's stand-in is here. <laughs> so, Tiffany. Yes. Thank you, Tiffany. So, uh, our show is all about the fact that we realize that there's reasons to be afraid, reasons to be angry, uh, reasons to be sad. Happiness is outnumbered three to one. So we've got to exercise our happiness muscle all the time. Go out of our way to find reasons to be happy, to go down that path. And our show here is to help you navigate those paths to happiness. And so today we're talking about charity and how charity is truly one of the greatest paths to happiness. So, Tiffany, um, you know, you've got a magic book of quotes. How, how, how are we looking for today? Um, because if you're ready, I would love to hear one of your wonderful quotes. Happiness doesn't result from what we get, 
but from what we give. Yes. And that's pretty much um, Ben Carson. Ben Carson. All right. Oh, all right. That was the Republican candidate hmm. at the last the last election. Yes. Really? Yes, he was. Yes. He, <gasps> yeah. Was, he wasn't the doctor, was he? Yes. Dr. Ben Carson. See? Dang. Doesn't, doesn't that name sound like a TV doctor? Dr. Ben Carson. <laughs> Come to the operating room. Exactly. All right. Well, that's beautiful. And I do agree with you. It's the the joy in giving is so much. Uh, Tiffany, I think I explained to you once before about I grew probably up did. probably yeah because we're it's been it's been uh, almost two, it's been almost two years we've been doing this show almost two years really yeah it's about a year and eight months or something like that I think yeah. but anyway so probably all my stories you've already heard by now so I'll have to start changing them but <laughs> I grew up in a big family I'm one of seven children my mom and dad were there I knew my grandparents on my mom's side my aunt was always there we had godparents over so around Christmas time. We would have so many people on, on Christmas Eve at our house. We I remember one year having 30 people at our house. And we had just a small apartment we lived in, but we crowded everyone in. Every every chair you could you could possibly sit on, we were doing that. And we would give out gifts. And my mom used to go out of her way to teach us how important giving was. And what she did was she made sure that each of us had gifts to give to every single person there. So she would not only buy gifts from her uh, to give to us, she would give buy gifts for me to give to everyone. She would buy gifts for baby Joe to give to everyone. She would buy gifts for my brother AJ to give to everyone, etc. So that at Christmas time, I could realize the joy of standing there walking up and saying, here, I got you this. Here, I got you this. And it was so uh, empowered, so planted in our heads that... As soon as I could get a job, as soon as I could make money, which was probably, like I say, the paper route that I got, as soon as I made some money, I went out of my way to buy gifts. I couldn't wait to spend my own money on gifts for people in my family. Very sweet. Yeah, completely. And I and I love that. And I, I'm sorry that I don't think I ever got a chance to truly tell my mom how important that was. Was which such an incredible lesson? She probably saw it in the look of your eyes. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, we'll go with that. My brother okay. used to make... Um, gifts. Beautiful. Um, it, he was so creative. He would take um, like different fruits, like he would take um, a pear and um, some lettuce for the mane and um, beans for the eyes okay. and um, macaroni for like the mouth yeah. or the nose. And he made like a horse um, out of oh, that neat. for my mom. And then he made out of um, like a peach or a nectarine, a bull, and he okay. gave it to my dad. So he made all these different animals. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, uh, that's cool. So, well, they didn't uh, they didn't last long. I mean, it was it was more. He's well, he stuck them in the freezer, so okay. they would last a while, and then uh, he he took them out. But no, they didn't last long because they but, were but all what natural. A cool, what a cool thing! He's so creative, and that was he gave everyone one of those as a gift. That is so neat. Yeah, yeah. I like. I prefer gifts that are truly from the heart, like that. Mm -hmm. Something that somebody says, "I'm going to make something for you." Uh, with my own two hands. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, I'm not crafty. I can't do that. What yeah. am I supposed to do? But it doesn't really matter as long as, as as long as there's meaning behind it. I really think there's, if there's meaning behind it. Yeah. And, but I wouldn't be able to do something like that because I couldn't compete with him. So okay. he would get this, he would make this gorgeous thing and whatever I made, because yes. I'm not R crafty. that crafty. Yeah. Okay. I, I, 
my mom and dad, of course, would say, oh, this is beautiful. Yes, yes. You guys, they're sure. this thing. But in my heart, it wouldn't, you know, right. it, it would be, um, you know. Well, here, on, on a side note, but on the same thing, my favorite Christmas song, okay, what do you think it is? If you were to guess. Oh, gosh. It's a white Christmas. Oh, good. Just a good guess. Yeah. Uh, but no. No. It's, <laughs> you were just saying how you love snow for yeah, yeah. Christmas. No, like it's uh, the Little Drummer Boy. Really? Yeah, and it's I love fun. Yeah, and and I, what was that? It's probably one of my least favorites. Really? But <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, the reason I love the Little Drummer Boy is imagine being this little kid, right? Uh, has no Nintendo, no television, nothing, right? And he's said, hey, you're going to go meet the King of Kings, right? Yeah, this is the big show you're going to, right? Don't be nervous. Right, and he's walking up there and he's seeing these kings are giving, uh, you know, Frankenstein, myrrh, (laughs) frankincense, uh, (laughs) myrrh and gold and stuff. All these people are are lavishing uh, this baby, all these gifts, and he walks up there and he's like, I got nothing, right? And uh, walks up there, and he's like nervous. What am I supposed to do? And all he's got is a drum. And so he looks and goes, should I play for him? Because that's the only thing he's got is his talent. Okay, he's given something from his from his heart. And then baby and, Jesus started screaming and no, crying. No, have oh. you ever even heard the song? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the baby smiled. Oh. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I always, I, I look at, I listen to that song sometimes. And every once in a while, right when he walks up there, I'm waiting for someone to take the drum from him and sing thank you. And just and he was like, No, no, this is my only possession. Now I have now I really have nothing. This is the only way I can yeah. make money. Exactly. So um but anyway, what that's what I love about it was that it's not it's not the uh the amount of money spent on the gift. It's the real heart behind the mm-hmm. gift. It's the feeling behind the gift. And here was this kid that all he could do was play play drums, and that's exactly what he did. So that's why it's my favorite song. Hmm. All right, so anyway, this show, as you know, Tiffany, we solve all the world's problems, or we introduce those paths to happiness with bacon, because everything bacon touches makes is just a little bit better. So today what we're going to do is going to talk about some of the benefits of charity with the acronym B-A-C-O-N. Before we do that, do you have another quote you'd like to share? Um, It's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. There you go. I, Mother you, Teresa. Oh, she was a sweetheart. Look at there. You talk about somebody who was really charitable. I mean, gave all her time, you yeah. know. So there you go. So if she's going to talk about charity, I'm going to listen to her. Oh, hey. All right. So B-A-C-O-N. B is the butterfly effect. You ever heard of the butterfly effect? The idea that just a flutter of a butterfly's wing in one place affects could cause a hurricane somewhere else hmm. because one little thing causes something else that causes something else. It's uh, also, if you take a look at the domino effect, if I have this this enormous stone I need to knock over, you know, uh, it's 30-foot stone. I'm not pointing to an actual stone. Or you turn that way. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's people in the station. Hi, hi boys and girls. Okay. Um, if I have this 30-foot tall stone, I've got to knock, push on it, push on it. I can't knock it over. What I can do is take a slightly smaller stone, set it up next to it. Next to that, a slightly smaller one. Next to that, a slightly smaller one. Until I get all the way down to the size of a domino. Okay? Okay. And all I have to do is tap the domino, and the, that domino falls on the slightly larger stone, which knocks over the slightly larger stone, over the slightly larger stone. And it goes, and it gains that power, that momentum. And eventually, with just me tapping on that little thing, that just doing that little bit of energy on the tiny domino, that large 30 
foot behemoth of a stone will tumble over. Hmm. Okay. Have you tried it? I, I, I'm looking. I've got them all. I'm just waiting for the last domino, this oh. one giant domino. <laughs> but so it's every little thing. Uh, I wanted to, uh, people to understand that, that every little bit you do makes a difference. If you, if somebody says, you know, hey, you, can you spare any money? And I reach in my pocket and all I have is a penny. I know part of me is going to feel awful, like going, I only have a penny. But that penny, uh, if he's got enough people to give him some change, that penny could be the difference, could be just enough for him to buy a cup of coffee or something I had like uh, someone ask me for some change, and I literally didn't have any money. And I scraped a few cents out of my um, um, cup like, holder. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that much. And I gave to, and he gave me this look like, oh, well, now that's, I was so. I'm is, like, are you kidding me? And there is a difference between remember, remember we we just got finished saying it, and you agreed with me. We don't do things for a thank you, okay? So asking you for something, uh, we give from our heart, and if he's not willing to accept that he doesn't or or she, uh, and saying, oh, I was expecting more, it's that's all I can give. Yeah. If that's and and you have to be able to wait to walk away from it and do not never let that attitude change you or sour you towards charity. Okay. Yeah. Because there are going to be people, unfortunately we live in a world where there are evil people yeah. and what there are people who are going to say, I'm going to become a professional beggar. I am going, there are. yes, I know. Yes, of course. Which um, I, that boggled my mind when I found yeah. out, you know, I, it's still a lot of work. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's not what no I would want to do. What it's not what I, exactly what I want to do for a living. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that there are going to be people who are going to try to hustle you, try mm-hmm. to trick you into giving you more and more. There are plenty of people who call, uh, they pray a lot on the elderly, uh, and they no. ask for money, uh, to support this person or yeah. that person, this cause. Yeah. And, and you have to realize that that's the exception to the rule. Okay. There are still so many people on the lower end of that mountain struggling to get up and we still have to be able to reach down and if somebody we reach down and somebody grabs us and pulls us down and you know and uses our leverage to get past to pass you you can't say oh well he cheated he went past me uh or he took advantage of me so from now on i'm never going to help anyone else you can't have that attitude because that's when the the world just turns really sour and there is going to be a point in time everyone's life everyone's life there's going to be a point in our life where we're going to have to lean towards somebody and ask for that helping hand. Okay. No matter how high up we are in the mountain, when we're all the way at the top and we just have to make it, there, there's always someone up there. Okay. Who, who we can say, can you, I'm exhausted. I've been climbing this mountain my entire life. I'm almost there. I just need a hand. There's always someone who has something more than we have, uh, is better looking than us, has a nicer car, has more money, a better job, uh, you know, whatever. There's always someone who has something more that we wish we had and don't. And, and so knowing that, that we're going to be able to reach to someone and ask for help, knowing that we should be able to ask for help is the same th- reason we should turn around and help as many people behind us as possible. And I'll tell you, the joy you get from helping those people behind you is incredible. It's, it's never ending. It just makes you feel good. Okay. Uh, I was uh, instrumental uh, this past weekend, I helped uh, Lake Zurich. Uh, f- I, I made the right calls, and we got Santa Claus to come to Lake Zurich. 
So you're saying weekend. you're personal friends with Santa? I'm not personal friends. I just, uh, you know, you I just said made you made the, some calls. I made some calls. So I know some people who know some people. All right. Okay. So, so I, you know yeah. people that know people that know Santa. Exactly. Yes. So hmm. I, I, I got the, the hotline. Wow. And so, so imagine this, this close to Christmas and we got Santa to come to Lake Zurich and travel around Saturday on a fire truck just wow. waving to the kids. And I'll tell you, I was watching, you're- I was watching him do this. Okay, and Santa was doing such a great job. The kids, the faces on the kids were just so happy. Okay, okay? didn't he wave to any adults? Oh yeah, he well of course. But wow, I, you but said kids. I was and I'm I like, only you know no what? no I was looking at the kids. I was looking at the kids because they were so happy. The adults were holding cameras and stuff, uh-huh. so I couldn't see their smiles. But um, it was a beautiful thing, Very and that's nice. what I mean is that it's that idea of the more you do things like that, the more you can uh, have people give their time, their energy. Uh, uh, call on a friend like Santa and say, hey, we need you. All right. And to have things like that makes uh, just a, a, the world a better place to live in when people are willing to help people. Yeah. Okay. And that's what's so important. So it's that whole idea, that little bit that I know that those some of those kids who saw this, uh, uh, Santa and Santa waved at them, they went and they're even more excited and the idea of they're going to go i want to be a nice kid i want to be stay on santa's nice list they're going to do wonderful things and they're going to grow up just being more loving people and that's that's what's important that's that whole butterfly effect you do a little a little something now and it's contagious across the world okay so that's b the butterfly effect uh so some of the other benefits of charity a it affects the lives of others obviously Mm -hmm. right uh Acts of charity not only just give some money where they can get something to eat, but it's deeper. It gives people some dignity, okay? Because a lot of people, when they're at their lowest and they say, I have to rely on charity. I mean, it's not that I I could use charity, but this is what I really need. I need it to survive. There's a certain point where they have a lot of people who look upon them with disgust. There's a lot of those same people who are asking for charity that are sitting there going, I don't want to do this because I don't want to be judged. And by giving them some charity, some money, some a step forward, a hand up, what it does is it puts them in a position where they, too, can then be charitable to somebody else. And it gives them some dignity. It makes them reassess their lives and a life and see themselves as a worthy individual. Okay? When people are at their lowest, they view themselves as um, being worth worthless. Okay? I have nothing going for me. I'm better off dead. That whole attitude. But when they get something and they're able to get back up on their feet, get a hot meal in their belly, suddenly feel like I am worth something. Because if I wasn't worth anything, that stranger wouldn't have helped me. So when we give to somebody, whether it's giving them a hand, giving them a hug, giving them some money, what we do is we give them <laughs> dignity and hope. Okay. So someone's begging for money. And, and you give you them say, a hug. <laughs> uh, you know, here's a hug. Okay. <laughs> I hit a, I hit, okay. No. This, I know we, I probably shouldn't be. But I had someone come up. But you're up. going to do it I'm anyway. I'm going to do it anyways. I had um, someone come up to me and ask me for money. Okay. And, of course, I was in college, and I had no money. And he, um, they said, I don't even know if it was a guy or a girl, but um, they said, can we have some, um, can I have some money so I could get something to eat? Yeah. And, of course, I didn't have anything right. except my McDonald's bag that was my lunch. Sure. And I gave it to nice. him. Nice. Very good. Yeah. Didn't want it. Turned around, walked away. Okay. Well, again, but but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm like, here's my. Don't, you could have my. I have that's no beautiful. money. Here, you could have my right. lunch. Yeah. They didn't want the lunch. They wanted the money. Yeah, it's the same thing. What if Baby Jesus says, "I don't really care for drum solos. I prefer uh, wind wind instruments." <laughs> All right. Um, so, but it's 
this is where you get to the point of going, okay, and it it sours us. It makes us it, feel it, like it, it this person was lying. It, this person's lying to me. He doesn't want money, you know, or um, didn't want the food. Right, right. Or yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he wants money, but he doesn't want money for food. He wants it for something else. Or uh, maybe he's like, I, you know what, I'm. I don't like McDonald's. I don't I'm like trying McDonald's. to watch. If you had Burger, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. All right, but um, it's important to remember there are people who are going to take advantage yeah. of us. There are people always. There is more people lie. that appreciate it yes. than take advantage. Correct. correct. Even the, the like you were saying with the older people taking advantage, there's still more people yes. that are good yes. than evil. Right, right. Okay, so so far we've got B for the butterfly effect. A, it affects the lives of others. Again, not you know, not in the obvious way, but also gives them digni- dignity and hope. C, it creates a change. All right, charity creates changes. And what I mean by this is when we give to charitable causes. When we see a cause that we really strongly believe in and we want to help people, uh, one of the greatest organizations, and it was one that my father believed in so much, was the St. Jude. Okay. I was just going to say Were that you? would awesome. be my, that was. There you yep. go. There you go. There's so many charities like this that I look at. Uh, you think about St. Jude, how they help all these kids uh, uh, who with okay. cancer. Um, Danny. Danny Thomas. Thomas. Yes. And yeah one who started the right whole thing. and his daughter marlo thomas Marlo's, is still yeah. part of that right yeah. down in memphis so it's enormous enormous, enormous but it didn't building. start off that big no no so that's something that it takes it takes time yeah. uh there's organizations like the shriners who give uh the shriners to kids. is huge too uh i'm a member of the lions club Rawr. yes thank you and the lions club um i didn't realize this but when it was first organized such a long time ago the first person who spoke up for the lions club was helen keller Okay. Yes, because the Lions Club concentrates their money on helping people who can't afford like uh eye eye exams and hearing. They wow. concentrate on on sight and hearing. So, so Lions Club is that old? Yes. That Helen Keller yes. actually spoke yes. out. Right. Oh. There's like 1.4 I don't know million clubs worldwide. Wow. It's a very very big organization. I understand from what I understand, I'm not sure what it is, but the Lions Club is the largest organization that has a seat at the UN, the United Nations. They're the only organization that has a seat there. Otherwise, it's all countries. But wow. they're such a, a powerful group. That's why it's really... I, I got to tell you, I didn't know I, that. I didn't know that um, until they told me, and now they're going to probably call me up and go, no, no, we were lying. Okay. <laughs> Lions lie, you know. Uh, anyway, but uh, so there's so many great causes connected to these organizations, great charities that do wonderful work and change things. Because if there weren't those kind of uh, places, what happens is these evil people that we speak of would continue to chisel away at societies we know it. And one day we would turn around and go, how did, it, how did we end up living in a place like this? It's because nobody stood up and stopped them. Okay, so thank goodness there's these enormous uh, organizations. And I know some people will complain and say, well, this one, they pay their CEO too much money and they pay these. And, I, and I'm and i not going to get into that. Yes, without a doubt. Again, in every walk of life, there are going to be good people and bad people. Okay. And so there are going to be some organizations that pocket more money than they give. Okay. There are some uh, organizations that are for profit. Some are for non for profit. So if that is meaningful to you, if that means a lot to you, then do your research and, say, and do don't research. and don't donate to them. Yeah. Okay. And donate to something that you do like. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I always tell people this is uh, like I spoke about earlier about people calling you constantly and saying, "Oh, you know what's the 
what's the, um, you know, when are you going to come donate blood again, Marty? When are you going to come donate blood again? It's the same with as soon as you donate some money to one cause, they they are going to come after you because it, it makes sense. If you're willing to give a little bit, you're willing to give a little bit more. So, of course, they're going to come after you because you're the low-hanging fruit. But here's a, here's a little escape for everybody. Find a cause that really means something to you, something. Like it could be St. Jude's, it could be the Lions, whatever it is. Uh, find a cause. It could be your local church. It could be your local food pantry. And donate to them regularly. It will give you this helper's high. You'll you'll feel good about yourself doing and this. And when you say donate, not necessarily money only, no. time, anything. Anything, right. Be part of it. Make it strengthen that charity. How, how about that? Strengthen yeah. that charity. Do what it takes to make it a better charity. Help as much as you can. All right. And then... And here, here's this little hidden reason. So when someone else calls you and says, we need your money for this, you can give freely, but you can also say, I can't help you because I donate heavily to the blah, blah, blah. And you have that. As long as you're saying that honestly and you do give uh, heavily to this one organization, if you do that, then you can feel okay about saying no to other people because it's difficult. People who are charitable, people are extremely generous. Uh, it's difficult for them to say no. And I don't ever want those people to be taken advantage of. So what I do say is if you're that type of person, you want to give, you're a loving person, you want to help, find one or two organizations you really want to give to. You can always say no to other people and say, because I give my money, my time, my energy to this group. If you want to give to more, give to more. Okay. But at least I wanted to help you uh, learn how to say no. Okay. No. Uh, there you go. We had that. That's why we had this whole show. You got really good at that. Thank you. All right. So C was create a change. Oh, is uh, this is another reason uh, people would like to do this. Oh, often a tax benefit. Mm. All right. Because when you are looking at charities, uh, and again, charity versus just being generous with your time or your money, when you're going to a charity, most of them are not for profit. And they are a tax benefit for when you give to them. So I believe, and again, I'm not an accountant. I don't even play one on television. But uh, if you donate to St. Jude's or some of these other organizations, you can write off so much of your tax donate, you know, your taxable donation uh, or non-taxable donation. I'll get it right eventually uh, and save some money on your taxes. All right. So that might, you know what, if that's all it takes to get you to do it, then let it happen. Okay. Uh, I have a friend of mine who teaches uh, young girls. She teaches young girls, uh, you know, proper etiquette and uh, introduces them to uh, further life. They're girls like in middle school, high school, and she teaches them the idea of helping, giving young girls a helping hand. And she had this for-profit business. and for, That teaches them etiquette. Well, etiquette is part of it. I think Trip, that's awesome. But it's also everything. It's about how to behave as a young lady wow. also what to go after in life okay it te- they they help uh, i think she introduces them to self-defense introduces them to that other things so and explains great explains to them these other things that are usually men oriented uh jobs that they too can get those if they're interested so she really empowers these young ladies oh my gosh well this is the part that bugged me i was talking to her about seeing if there was some way that i could work with her because i love her cause and she was a, a profitable organization, and she was having such a difficult time with people buying into her school, right? And when she made it not-for-profit, all right, and so now when they pay 
it's also a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she got students. Okay, I think and, that's such an well, awesome. Thing. It is an awesome school, but the part that bugged me was the same parents who wouldn't pay to have their kids educated. Uh, all right, felt okay. Now we'll do it because I could write it yeah, off on my, my taxes. taxes. Okay, like that was the nudge, as opposed to this is good for my little girl. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was, I they would needed totally a, send my if I had a, a kid. Yeah, yeah. Totally send my awesome. my girl. Yes. That is every every girl actually every child but especially a girl because i'm all girl power every girl should take that class yes yes you know what here here's that a, is that is actually very cool so um like i've said before a lot of kids in my family i'm number six out of seven so i have a brother brother three or child number three charlie okay so he's my older brother and what he used to do was he would take aj me and baby joe out for pizza or dinner every Friday night. He would every pay, Friday. He would pay for it every Friday. And his job in his in his in his mind, he felt it was his duty as the older brother was to teach us this etiquette. So we used to sit there and we would like cut pizza with a knife and fork. He would say, take your napkin, put it on your lap, sit there. He taught us how to order at a restaurant, all that kind of stuff. And it was uh, I look back at it, and we teased him because he was still—he was still our brother. He wasn't my father, right? So we still got away with teasing him in that. And whenever it was our birthday, or maybe probably our birthday week, what he would do is he would say, "All right, now it's your birthday, so you can order whatever you want on the menu." Okay, so we would normally order pizza or something because you know it's—he's still a working kid, right? And he did this for us. And, and nothing's wrong with pizza. No, not at all. <laughs> and I remember doing this where all I did, I looked at the menu. I didn't look at what it was. I just looked at the prices and ordered the most expensive thing because I'm the littlest kid going, I want, if I'm going to get this, I'm getting the the thing that I would never, ever get. I don't even know what it is, right? And all I know is, is some big steak, some kind of filet, uh, and it's served just completely covered with mushrooms. You don't okay. like mushrooms. Well, at that point, now I love mushrooms, oh. but at that point I looked, I'm like, oh, I can't eat this. I can't eat this. <laughs> I'm pushing the mushrooms. I'm like, I can't eat this. And the look on his face was like, you little son of a monkey, all right, <laughs> you know, and uh, cleared off enough, and I ate most of it and stuff like that. But uh, I just remember that because thinking to myself, that was the lesson I had learned myself. Just because it's the most expensive does that does not mean it's the best. I would have definitely rather had pizza that night, okay? But my brother, here was a guy who was extremely generous. Very. I would say that us three boys, us three goofballs, probably really needed those lessons. So I would say my brother falls in the line of being extremely charitable, too. Wow. All right? So it was something very important for us. Uh, and I I don't think it was a tax benefit for him, though. I don't okay. think so. All right. Unless your parents gave him some money to take you out. No, I think this was all on his own. He just really wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So before I get, I finish this up, you have another quote for us, dear Tiferu. Yeah. Okay, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Oh, I do love that one. Hold on, don't tell me. I just read that, and I can't remember who wrote it. Winston Churchill. Boom, I wouldn't have guessed that. Okay, (laughs) but I do like that so much, right? Isn't it such a beautiful saying? It is. Well well played. I I like that. In fact, you know what? I'm thinking, I put that on social media uh, just this week. As I'm talking to you, I'm... What, that I'm, quote? I'm, yeah, that, that exact quote. Now I'm going to look at... I'm going to try to find it, and I'm not going to find it, right? Uh, here we go. It's this account. I have multiple... You know, I have multiple uh, social media accounts. 
And look at that. Boom. There it is. Boom. And I was like, I don't think it's Winston Churchill. And yes, I have it. We make a living by what we get, which is perfect. We we work for a living. We get a paycheck. We make a life by what we give. That's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Great quote. You must follow my, my me on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, so far we've done uh, the bacon today has been B, the butterfly effect. A, affect the lives of others. C, create a change. O, often a tax benefit. And N, this is a little bit different. It's a natural thing to do. All right? It's a natural thing to do. It's in our DNA that we we should be giving. It's within our DNA to know since we were young that we are part of a larger tribe. We're part of tribes, posses, groups, uh, organizations. We're parts of communities. And we know that if we work together, if we help other people, we will be safer, more secure. When we started, when we were cave people... Uh, this was long before you because you're too young mm. to remember cave people. Uh, when we were cave people, we knew that if I lived on my own uh, and a saber-toothed tiger came, I didn't have much of a chance. But those of us who lived as a group, we could protect each other. All right. And so we realized that sometimes what we had to do is we had to help people. Even if we didn't necessarily want to, we had to do some favors for other people to get them to stay with us. But you should not do the favor to get something back. Yes, you're, you're right. No, you should not do the favor to get a thank you. All right. Uh, what I do agree with, but to get something back, the thing is, because we're talking about this helpers high, I'm going to do things for people because I enjoy doing it. So that's what I get but back. But you shouldn't do something to get something out of the other person. Like, hey, I saved you from that t- saber tooth tiger. Oh, yeah. You, you oh, now yeah. need to buy me right. dinner. I would say, I, right, right. <laughs> so no one owes you anything. No I don't one think, owes you. Right. Unless you say it up front. Then it's not charity. Then it's a job. Then. Okay. Uh, so it's part of our natural being. Think about as a baby, a baby learns immediately, I am completely dependent upon other people. And the baby, uh, I was just reading something about how a baby learns to point at something, all right, and then the parent looks at it and says, oh, this is a box. Oh, that is the microphone. And this is the beginning of learning. And humans are the only animal, according to this article, the only animals that do that, that have this, it's called like a triad effect. All right, where it's the thing, the the teacher and the student, where I point at stuff and this is learning occurs. Where it's mostly in the animal kingdom, uh, animals are mimicking other animals. Mm. And that's how they learn things. But in humans, we actually point, we ask for help. So it's part of who we are. Okay? And it's all the time. You you know, I had my two nephews over and they're like, can we can we make blueberry muffins? Can we bl- make blueberry muffins? Can we, bl- you know, constantly going on and on and on? They're asking, always asking. Uh, so what they're doing is they're asking for our generosity. They're asking for our time. They're asking for us to help them do something. They feel they're in need. So and then Uncle Marty said, "No, no, of course not. No, we're not making that. Just sit in the corner and be quiet." Okay. <laughs> uh, so if that's part of us. And as we grow, as we mature as humans, we suddenly get that same feeling of going, I want to give back. All right. I I was taken care of by somebody else, and now I want to do the same thing. Because we, we end up just like animals. We mimic uh, others, but we also want to go out of our way to learn. So as we grow, we mimic, and we say, well, those people, my parents helped me. Those older people helped me. So I want to help other people. All right. And we become that type of person. So charity is within us. It's part of us. And it's actually 
difficult. It, we have to work at not wanting to be charitable. All right. People want to help other people. It's the people that get soured who are taken advantage of just one too many times that they go, that's it, I'm done. But those same people, I truly believe when they say, no, I can't help you. Uh, no, I'm not going to help you. Go help yourself. When they walk away, the reason it turns into anger within them, okay. the reason it bothers them is because something deep inside is saying you should have helped them. But you're like, no, no, I'm not going to help them. I'm going to be angry instead. How dare that person come and do this? Because if somebody asks you for help, why why would you ever be angry? Why why would it why should it ever turn to anger? Just think about that. No matter what goes on in life, if you're at work and somebody goes, "Oh, Tiffany, can I borrow a pencil?" Just that, and you're like, "I don't have a pencil to give you." Why you wouldn't turn angry? When, why do you keep asking me for pencils? <laughs> okay, it would take so much. So what I'm saying is, I think there's something deeper inside. It's that whole idea that part of us knows I should help them, but I'm not going to because I'm afraid that I'm going to never catch up with the people higher up the mountain than I am. A dog would never say, uh, no, no, or, well, um, can I have money for something to eat? Well, I don't have any money, but here's my lunch. And the dog would eat, right. The, the, the dog, whatever help you can get or any yeah, animal yeah. or whatever, never Right, because the dog is not tricking you. Exactly. Right. Because it has a good heart. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, one of the scariest, the worst things. And little and baby and kids and old people. Yeah. Um. Again, I would say most. I'm going to say most people. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, I know some evil old people. No. Evil. Evil. Knock on wood. I have not met an evil old person. Well, good for you. Except for you. There you go. (laughs) See? So you have met an evil old person. (laughs) I hope I am the evilest person you ever meet. Okay? You like that? That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I'll give you that one. All right. Here's one last uh, my quote that I want to give you. Okay. Okay? Happiness will be found when we stop focusing on where the grass is greener and start planting flowers where the grass where the ground is bare. Uh-huh. And who said that? Me. I wrote that. You did not. I did so. No, you didn't. I did. It was Lloyd. It was not Lloyd. No. Lloyd Lloyd's got nothing over me, baby. Oh. That, so, was, that was that was thank you. Okay. That was okay. That's was all you're gonna okay. give me is an okay. All right. Do you have okay. another quote? Tend us off because what we've done here is we've covered the five five of the many many benefits. If you you know, there's so many benefits of of uh, being charitable. But what we covered today was the butterfly effect. Every little bit helps, and it and it multiplies uh, constantly. A is it affects the lives of others. It not only gives them a uh, a hand up, but it gives them dignity and hope. Uh, C it creates change. If there's a cause you believe in. Uh, you can rally people together and we can make change and and create a society that we'd be proud of. All right. O is it's often a tax benefit. So go ahead, save some money. And N, it's a natural thing to do. I truly believe not being charitable is against our genes, our DNA. Mm. Okay. So go ahead. Give us another quote. I only Tiff. have one more. Awesome. That it's okay. perfect. Always give without remembering and always receive without forgiving. Oh, forgetting. I love that quote. Beautiful. Yeah. Who wrote that one? Brian Tracy. Yeah, Brian Tracy. He's he's he did the one uh he did the book Chicken Soup for the Soul. 
Yeah. How you do never, you know this? I because I read a lot of books. Yeah, he's a he's, he's I, wonderful. I can't say you're wrong wonderful. because I have no clue. Yeah, but he's absolutely yeah, wonderful. I thought that was that, that was is, good. That is gorgeous. Always give without remembering and always receive without forgetting. There you go. Awesome. So um, as we're coming to the end, Tiffany, you know what I forgot? Yes. Is uh, we forgot to do a letter today. A question, a, yes. And, and so I had one here. Uh, you don't mind if I read it to you. Mm-hmm. I pulled one out here. It was uh, somebody questioned about how do you find internal happiness? All right. And how do you filter out the negativity enough to feel happier? And I read this and I thought, oh, this is this sounds like someone who's really hurting. Okay, do you remember seeing this one? Mm-hmm. It was um, how do you find internal happiness? How do you filter out negativity enough to feel happy? Oh. Okay. And so uh, so when I read this, I started thinking about this whole idea is first off, never, never, ever believe that you're going to be happy 100% of the time, okay? So true. There is going to be such a mix. That's why what we do is we talk about there are plenty of things in life that make us angry, sad, uh, or even afraid. And so happiness is out number three to one. So most of the time, most of the time in life, we are handed things that are going to anger us, make us afraid, okay, Uh, sadness, et cetera. But it's up to us to look at those things and use those things, those obstacles to make ourselves stronger. Somebody wiser than me, said the reason we can climb those mountains in life is because the mountains are jagged they're rough it's not it's it's they're not stairs okay and it's those rough spots that gives us something to grab onto something to hold on to because it was perfect if life was perfectly smooth if those mountains were perfectly smooth we'd never be able to climb them okay so when we look at this is there a way to filter out that negativity no you can't filter out the negativity it's always going to be there Examine it, but realize that it's all that it is, is it represents the low part of the roller coaster, which uh, is so, you know, afterwards, there's going to be a high point. So when you are at your best time in life, when you're riding the wave, say to yourself, this is fantastic. I love this. I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. When you're at the lowest part in your life, say, I know it's going to turn around. It's going to get better. So I'm going to wait this out because I know good things are going to happen. Live a life like that. You'll never filter out all of the bad things in life, but you will be better off in the long run hmm. you liking that tiffany okay. is that a good way to end today's show i like that mountain thing. i like that mountain with thing. the jagged yeah and you that's why you could climb up because if it Does was smooth sense? it makes it makes, it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot all of right sense. well it looks like we're at the top of the hour uh do you want to give anyone a christmas wish before we leave i just want i just hope that everyone uh feels a little bit more generous this year a little bit more charitable and let's make 2023 something oh, really, really please, special. Oh, please, okay? oh, please, let's make 2023 extra special. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh, please. All right. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everybody. All right. Say goodnight, Tiffany. Goodnight, Tiffany. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.